Hey folks, you own firearms? I do. Did you know that there's an easy way for you to let everyone around you quickly see whether your firearm is loaded or unloaded? Meet muzzle stick, barrel, and chamber flags. Muzzle stick, chamber, and barrel flags offer a way for anyone, whether they handle firearms or not, to quickly see the loaded or unloaded status of a firearm. That could save lives. Are you one of nearly 80% of firearms owners that keep a loaded gun out of the safe for personal protection? Well, Taking an extra precaution by using muzzle sticks, big bright barrel, and chamber flags will let everyone around you know if the firearm is loaded or unloaded. Muzzle stick does not recommend keeping a loaded firearm outside of a gun safe, but the reality is that some people do. And a clearly marked gun's status communicates to others around that may not have firearm handling experience and it is something that they would not want to handle. Muzzle stick is not intended to replace the rules of firearm safety. However, their chamber and barrel flags do offer firearms rapid clear identification, and that could save lives. It's time for you to do everything you can to be a safe and responsible firearms owner. Head over to muzzlestick, M-U-Z-L-S-T-I-K dot com to place your order. One more time, that's muzzlestick, M-U-Z-L-S-T-I-K dot com. After all, we only have one life to live. Hello, America, and happy Friday. What a busy news Friday it is already. We're just into the midday hours. First off, Truth Social, the Trump-owned social media app, it has soared to number one in the Google Play Android App Store. Number one app in the country, free app in the country. Why? Well, it had been kept out of the store for a long time, but as we mentioned with Devin Nunes on the podcast yesterday, it finally got in, and today it sits at the number one filing. I think it's a really important moment because it shows what happens when you starve a community of an app at once and then it finally gets in. Well, it goes to number one, a really important milestone. Now we've got a great show today. I want to ask a provocative question. Is it time for America to privatize the postal service? Why? We keep growing the expenses. We keep subsidizing it. The Postal Service just got a bump on stamps earlier this year. And guess what? It's back asking for another three cent increase in the stamp to take effect in January. We've got the perfect person to ask that question and so much more about cutting the size of government, reducing subsidies to failing entities like Amtrak and the Postal Service that never seem to get a balanced budget. Congressman Ben Klein a key appropriator. He's on the House Appropriations Committee. He's also been one of the most important voices in shrinking the size of government. He is going to be joining the podcast today. We've got a lot to talk to him about. As you know, the Republicans' commitment with America had a large proposal for cutting the size of government and cutting the size of so many different programs and regulations. Well, we're going to ask Congressman Ben Klein of Virginia where that process begins, where are some of the places where that can begin? He has made several legislative proposals, identified duplicative agencies, overbearing and duplicative regulations. He's going to give us a roadmap if Republicans win the Congress, what that might look like. Our second guest joining today is Paul Bradley. We're going to delve back into the world of cryptocurrency. It's becoming an important issue in America, in the global and American financial markets. And we want to keep you up to speed on some of the more important developments. And so Paul Bradley is the co-founder of a company called Get Hedge that allows you to do something like have part of your paycheck go into cryptocurrency. So it's kind of like a Christmas club, savings club. Remember the old days about 20, 30 years ago, you put money in an account all year long so you'd have enough money to buy Christmas gifts at the end of the year. Well, you could take little amounts of your paycheck 
and buy little bits of cryptocurrency and start to build your investments in cryptocurrency small and steady. It's one of the many ideas that are out there. Paul will bring us up to speed on that. Pretty fun thing. We'll, get, we'll bring you up on all things cryptocurrency from Bitcoin to Ethereum and all the other ones that are out there. So we got a great show for you today. We're going to take a quick commercial break here from our great partner sponsors and advertisers. And we'll be right back. First up, Congressman Ben Klein. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day. And I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Our first guest today, he is a voice of fiscal sanity and a sea of Washington insanity. He is often and always talking about the need to get government spending under control, shrink agencies, get the government the size the way the American people want it and can afford it. He is Congressman Ben Klein from the great state, my home state of Virginia. Congressman, great to have you on the show. 
I always good to be with you. It's an honor to have you on, sir. I want to start with something that is a head scratcher. We just gave the Postal Service permission to raise the price of stamps just about six or seven months ago. I think that one took effect. They're back at the trough already. They want a three cent increase again, a second in a year. What's going on with the Postal Service? You know, the Postal Service, just like several other federal agencies, is a, an inefficient bureaucracy that uh, can't innovate and keep up with the times. And, and rather than just continue to reward them uh, with more and bigger budgets, uh, we need to start demanding results and you know put in some triggers where you incentivize these bureaucrats to actually uh, cut costs or uh, then they either have part of their business outsourced or, you know, the British have just finished privatizing their postal service. So I, I think we've got uh, some catching up to do. And I think that uh, a Republican, a new Republican majority is just the opportunity to explore those options. There would be some consideration. I've heard other lawmakers tell this to me recently. I think there's some openness to privatizing part or all of the Postal Service, right? That would be a radical change for America, but it might be just the solution it needs. Well, and, and nobody wants to cut back on, on mail service. Everybody values, especially out in rural America, getting postal service seven, six days a week. And, and uh, the competitors uh, are offering seven day a week. And so what you have is uh, competitors across the board that are doing it better oftentimes and uh, for less for their own operational costs. And so we've got to start either looking to them uh, to provide some of this service or adopting some of their practices that would help improve efficiency. Yeah, such a great point. And it's just, it's not something that's in their vocabulary. Every time I watch a postmaster, and I've been watching this since at least 2006, 2007, the only thing they can say is we need more money. There's never, hey, we made ourselves more efficient. I looked up some numbers, and I know you're probably more familiar than I am with these, but between 2007 and this fiscal year, the Postal Service has lost more than $90 billion. And Postmaster DeJoy just uh, gave some testimony to Congress, said expect another 60 to $70 billion of losses in the next 10 years. Those are staggering losses. Any other company in America would go under. What is wrong with the cultural mindset that the Postal Service doesn't do what we do at home, which is cut expenses if you're not making ends meet? And, you know, we have someone in DeJoy who uh, did push the envelope under the last administration, tried to implement some changes. Uh, the bureaucracy fought back. He's, he's still uh, pushing, but he doesn't have an administration that has his back anymore. And, and so that's, uh, that's going to be difficult for him to continue to innovate. But uh, I think that, you know, Congress can provide that support for him and, and support. A lot of it is breaking down uh, some of the inefficiencies within the bureaucracy itself. Um, you know, I'm not a supporter of, unionized government employees. I, I think when they are fighting to or, or threatening to strike uh, in order to get more of your tax dollars, uh, that's that's an, uh, not an effective way to run a government. And so we need to look at that. We need to, uh, but that's, that's far down the road. I think in the near term, DeJoy is uh, working hard to 
look at look at what the private sector is doing and look at what other countries are doing, uh, places like Britain and, and seeing what can be done here. Something radical has to change because otherwise we're on the same arc. Another quasi-federal corporation, Amtrak, another one I use all the time. We use the Postal Service. We use Amtrak all the time. It's another one that just conically has to come back to the trough and say, we lost a lot of money again. It had a pretty good year under President Trump in 2019. I think one of the smallest losses that it had in a long time. Then in 2020, COVID hit. And for the last couple of years, it's been running close to a billion a year in losses. Another one, does that need reinvention as well? Well, that that one is uh, just a black hole for taxpayer dollars. I've voted against funding for Amtrak on, on many occasions. Um, you know, it, it really is a situation where because the government, you know, is, is uh, uh, so overbearing when it comes to our train system, I, I really, it is going to be hard to reform Amtrak and make it profitable. I, I just don't, uh, it, unless they truly start only limiting the the lines to those that are profitable, um, you know, and they're not going to do that because they want to continue to provide service to the uh, less profitable areas, and they're willing to run trains with two or three people on them, uh, you know, to to get there. And and Joe Biden is the Amtrak defender, and he's never going to uh, agree to uh, do anything to Amtrak other than continue to throw money at it and continue to encourage the wasteful practices that they've seen over the past decades. Yeah, it's remarkable. I just looked at the budget since 2020. Amtrak's needed a $3.7 billion subsidy. Just remarkable numbers. And that's how you end up stacking this budget up to these multi-trillion dollar losses. Well, and this so-called, so-called infrastructure bill that didn't do much for infrastructure, even the small amount that was for core infrastructure is prioritizing trains and mass transit ahead of uh, roads and bridges. And so uh, I wrote a letter to Buttigieg uh, recently with a number of my colleagues that uh, complained that for districts like mine, which uh, has an interstate running the entire length of it, and it's the economic backbone for our communities, uh, we're getting pushed to the to the back of the line, you know, and, and uh, we need to make sure that roads and bridges are first and foremost the top priority for infrastructure and ahead of uh, any kind of Green New Deal spending that is proposed. Yeah, so important, right? We're investing in other things while the rest of the infrastructure we're already trying to support is underwater. It's such a backwards way of going about doing things. I want to stay on trains just for a second because Joe Biden had one of those great mission accomplished moments a month ago, said, hey, I stopped this big rail strike. Woohoo, I did it. And then uh, the unions voted down the deal that he helped to negotiate. First off, the idea that the president would take credit for something that wasn't baked fully. And then secondly, how big a deal if this actually goes through on a strike? How big a deal is America facing? Well, it's a huge deal. It's it's a huge deal for manufacturers, for our industry, for the delivery of goods and services. Prices are going to go up for consumers even more than they already are under this Biden economy. So, um, you know, for him, it's uh, egg on his face that he can't bring these unions to heel as he claims he has been able to do in the past. But even so, he's playing politics with it. You know, you see uh, the announcement by the union that they're going to put off any kind of strike until after the election uh, because they don't want to show the public just how 
damaging uh, this Biden administration is to our industries and our economy. Yeah, such a great, another example of political maneuvering around the election. Now, let me just ask about this because some people were struck yesterday, but the White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, said yesterday aloud, which a lot of people were thinking probably was true, but she said it aloud, which is, yes, the White House did ask Saudi Arabia to stop its cutting oil productions until after the election, kind of asking a foreign power to kind of interfere in our election. And also, this seems to run contrary to Joe Biden's claim that the president has nothing to do with oil prices. Apparently, he does. Your thought on her comments and just the whole Saudi situation? Well, it just shows you how far a fist bump gets you. Uh, this this administration has been fly, playing fast and loose uh, with our energy policy, and it's come at the cost to the consumer at the pump. It's come at the cost of um, the input costs for farmers, higher costs for manufacturing across this country. So uh, the games that they're playing, the games that uh, this administration want to play with, with Saudi Arabia, a little wink and a nod and a and a push to the back behind the election before any kind of OPEC cuts in production go into effect. It's just uh, more insult to the American people, uh, the administration playing games like we don't know what's going on. We do see what's happening uh, when we can't uh, see the, the prices at the pump like we did four years ago or two years ago under the last administration, uh, when the price of food is that much higher when fertilizer costs are that much higher. Um, you know, it, it truly is uh, the way out of this inflationary spiral. Uh, Biden likes to say, oh, inflation will get worse if Republicans take over uh, in November. Well, we have the solution. It's energy independence. It filters down through the entire economy. And it will, because it's the futures market, have an immediate impact. So you don't even have to have the drilling take place in the oil on the market. You, if you send the signal that we're going to increase production, just as the Saudis indicated and OPEC indicated they were going to decrease production, uh, the markets will respond immediately, and it'll be a favorable response, and it'll be one that um, helps to push down on this inflationary spiral. But Biden doesn't seem to want it. Maybe the elections will teach him a lesson. Yeah, I think the voters may send a very large message in November. Congressman, it's funny. I talked to a lot of your colleagues, and when I ask people, it looks like the Republicans are serious about cutting government. Who's going to be taking the lead? Your name comes up a lot, and people say, hey, look, you did a lot of stuff in the Virginia General Assembly when you were a state lawmaker. You, you took the lead on finding overreach and, and cutting it there. You've had some really big legislation, I think just a month ago, on getting rid of some regulations that drive up costs for Americans. In 2021, you identified a duplicative office, federal insurance office, really, which is just a bureaucracy with no purpose. When you look out and you're on that appropriations committee, do you have a blueprint? What's your blueprint for really substantially beginning to use the purse string power to cut the size of government? Well, it's uh, the Republican Study Committee, which is a caucus of about uh, 150 of us, the more conservative end of the Republican conference that has a budget task force. And Kevin Hearn has been the chair of that. He's likely to be the next chair of, of RSC. Um, and now that Jim Banks is, is uh, uh, cycling off. But uh, Kevin is has done a great job of putting forward a balanced budget. And it balances uh, because of all of this money that the Biden administration has been spending, uh, it balances not in five, but in seven. And seven is is a start. If we can show that we are on the path to a balanced budget in seven years, I think that 
also is going to do a lot for the markets and do a lot for inflation uh, because we we show the public that we mean business and we show Wall Street that we mean business to get our spending under control. And these are a lot of specific examples and they don't make everybody happy. Everybody's ox gets gored, um, but we do maintain uh, our mandatory spending. We do maintain our, our safety net for seniors um, because we made a promise, the government made a promise to them when they were working in the workforce and saving for retirement that um, that Social Security and Medicare were going to be there, and we want to make sure we keep that promise. But for my 10-year-old daughters, uh, Social Security, Medicare, it's not going to look the same. It's not going to be the same system. If we want it to exist at all, we've got to make reforms and change because it's going to be out of money. The trust funds are going to be out of money in just 10 years. I've been in Washington 30 years. Every year this thing gets kicked down the street. It seems like the moment to maybe address it is coming up if there's a Republican Congress next year. Last question for you, because I know how busy you are. You look out at the election. The polling seems to be good. Crime, inflation, economy, global standing, all weighing against Joe Biden and the Democrats. What's the key in the final 25 days of this election to close the deal if Republicans are going to close the deal? You know, uh, Republicans are emphasizing turnout. Democrats uh, like to say if their people turn out, they win. Well, we know that uh, our people are beating each other to get to the polls, you know, fighting hard because we are upset. Our, our constituents, our voters are, are upset about what's happening, uh, not just here at home, but around the world. Uh, they see Democrats in charge of everything, and they're not going to be uh, be uh, swayed by any last-minute politics from the left to try and distract them, because at the end of the day, they see the receipt at the grocery store and the and the receipt at the gas pump, and uh, that is what they think of when they're going to go into the polls in November. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. The polling shows that. Well, Congressman, it's a great honor to have you on. You're one of those few voices in Washington that's consistently tried to get this crazy spending under control. And it's a great honor to see your roadmap. And I know after the election, we'll need to get you back on to figure out where we begin that cutting process next year. But thank you for joining us. Great to be with you. Thanks. You as well, sir. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year and then the inflation data came out. 
higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. There is so much transformation going on in the financial sector. At the same time, there's a lot of cancel culture and a lot of things that are worrying people about privacy and political impositions. And the cryptocurrency world is blowing up with great opportunities, great experiments, great products and services to give Americans control back to their financial portfolios and, and have that peace of mind. And our next guest is right at the forefront of creating that new economy, creating that new, more secure, cancel-proof economy. He is Paul Bradley, the COO and co-founder of GetHead, which is one of the more exciting crypto platforms out there today. Paul, great to have you join the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about this conversation. Well, you're doing so much important work. And I, I think now almost everybody in America is like, if they don't haven't tried crypto, like I got to at least know about it and I want to start to dabble in it. You have some pretty amazing products at GetHedge where you can convert your pay into Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum. You offer cold wallets, hot wallets, payroll services. Talk a little bit about the explosion of product lines that you can offer that make this a very easy transition for people. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, Get Hedge is very simple. We try to make it simple for everyday users like you and me to have a little bit of crypto exposure. It's not all sizzle and technology. Wow. And, you know, it, it's not that type of platform. It's mainly simple fintech and treasury tools that I've learned over my 20 plus years working with large corporations right. to offer these tools to everyday people. That's one of the really powerful things about uh, blockchain and, and crypto and such is the exposure to some markets that you have. So we try to make it simple and idiot proof because I'm using it. I need the help and, and just make it to where we can have exposure that works. That we, it, that we can protect and we don't have to worry about all these crazy things you hear about on the internet, scams and phishing and so forth. So uh, it, it's really something that has found its day. Three years ago, we were talking about the future, but today it's, it's really critical you have some crypto exposure and you have it where you can control it not some institution who whimsically is on and off again about it all. Yeah, such an important thing. You're really returning control back to the owner of crypto and the owner of the value in the currency. And I think that's what makes it so exciting. What's the difference between a cold wallet and a hot wallet? I get that question a lot from people. Describe the difference between cold wallet and hot wallet. 
Well, one you have in the wintertime. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the, the, <laughs> See, that would make a lot more sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> the cold and hot aspect is how, how easily attainable it is in that moment. Yeah. So if I had a hot wallet, that's something I would have on an exchange, trade some Bitcoin for Ethereum. Right. And uh, it's an active wallet that's active to you, but also other eyes can see it. Um, and then a cold storage means that it is has a lot more security around it. There are more ways. I can't spend it on a coffee or something at the moment. I have to secure it. It's it's a very secure off-platform. Uh, a lot of them are called air-gapped, meaning that they're not actually connected to the Internet. Think of a thumb drive, for example. Uh, those are ways that you can safely store your cryptocurrency. Yeah, such an important thing. And, and it gives you that dual strategy, long-term investment in short-term transaction, which I think is pretty cool. As you look out now, it seems like the people who got in early, they're all in, they're creating a crypto ecosystem around the country. And then a lot of everyday Americans now, particularly with this moment of inflation, are like, should I begin hedging? What should I do? Are you beginning to see people that were not early adopters now dipping their toe into the market saying, I got to check this out? So yes and no, that the, er, the people coming on now are just beginning their journey. So one of the key differentiators from an early adopter to somebody who's just learning about a Bitcoin or an Ethereum now is really time, right? It is a different language. It's a new way to think about things and you have to get more familiar with it. So the best time, the best time to get exposure, a veteran will tell you, who's been in the space a little bit, is when everyone's saying, oh, it's going down, it's horrible, who would want to when When all the uh, media is, oh, it's going down, that, that's when you need to begin looking at some exposure and you don't go and rush and buy it all right now. You let it do its thing and you gradually get a position in it. It's called dollar cost averaging. And with Get Hedge, you're able to literally tie it to your paycheck and get $50 a paycheck or $100. I do three or 400 a paycheck, right? Because I, I figured out around payday, uh, I get paid typically at the end of the month. Right. Prices are a little repressed. So I'm able to get a portion of crypto that automatically goes to my wallet that is in cold storage. You can't come take it from me once it goes there. So right now is a great time to be beginning a crypto exposure for the next few years until the next high. And you don't want to, you know, just same with stocks. You don't buy high, sell low. That goes really against what you're wanting to accomplish. Yeah. You want to buy in the lows and sell in the highs. And that's exactly what this functionality allows you to do with time. The way you're doing it, it's almost like the old Christmas club where you would save some money all year long to have, you know, Christmas money at the Christmas time. You can buy just little bits and build it up and spread out the investment over time, right? I cannot. You are correct. I cannot tell you how I don't even miss it out of my paycheck, yeah. right? It never makes it to my main bank account. It gets converted to crypto, goes into my wallet, and then... Something will remind me, a news story of saying, oh, crypto's going, it's going, it's going. And I'll go check my account and I'll be like, oh, wow, pleasantly surprised. 
So it really is an investment strategy, not a get rich quick, but also not a 401k. You're only going to see it in 50 years or at the end of your career type. Right. This really can substantially change your economic vantage point within three to five years significantly. I think that's a fair statement. Yeah, well, that's an important time. But for long-term investors, that's a, the key window. You're starting to get some pretty famous influencers, real people that are getting paid in crypto with their salaries and pro athletes in soccer and NFL. Tell us a little bit about that. So that was something that I had not anticipated. I'm a business to business nerd and I don't really get to have exciting athletes and celebrities. And we've been able to uh, not only get to know these people as individuals, but hang out with them and have accomplishments for the history books with them. For an example, uh, first female professional athlete ever paid in crypto. That was one of our athletes. Wow. Danielle Monet, her wrestling name is Summer Rae. Right. And as silly as a re- female wrestler, I laughed when I was like, we're going to do what? People love her. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's insane. Yeah. I'd never heard of her, but Summer Rae, uh, she is an avid fan of Get Hedge. Um, um, was never a big MLS fan, uh, Major League Soccer, but our Nashville soccer star who's out there scoring goals and uh, giving assists to, I think he, anyway, I, I don't want to digress into soccer too much, but uh, CJ Sapong, he's, he's, uh, he buys uh, NFTs with his mm-hmm. paycheck. So he uses our platform to get paid an NFT. Amazing. That's pretty unique stuff. That's Hollywood type stuff. It sure we were the is. first company to, uh, give an, enti- an athlete an entire promotion. So their entire year sponsorship was paid in crypto to Landon Castle. He's a NASCAR race car driver. So we've had some really cool, e- even the first, so the sponsorship for the Nashville Soccer Club was paid in Bitcoin and we converted it. Uh, so we've, we've had our hands in a lot of historical firsts uh, in that realm. And it's just, really exciting stuff really it is an amazing moment it really is there's a whole new economy growing up around us and i think that that new economy is designed to eradicate some of the things that frustrate us about the current economy hacking and cancel culture it's really really fun to watch now you have one of the big industry conferences are coming up i think it's called litecoin summit 2022 you're speaking there what's the big message you expect people to take away in las vegas later this month so what specifically with Litecoin, it's a, a pairing of Bitcoin. So what makes that a powerful network is it's decentralized and there are little miners running everywhere it's called proof of work and it's decentralized, just like Bitcoin. And the message is centralization, IMF, uh, central banking, all these guys they run our economy right now. And I'm not saying they're bad people, but potentially there could be some greed and their team wins and our team loses a little bit too much. So for us to be able to have decentralized money where there's not an intermediary, so there's not a lawyer or a banker or a politician that needs to approve our transactions, uh, you know, very similar to what 
you've heard this week from from PayPal yeah. uh, censorship. And so within these networks are the real beginnings of you can't print yourself out of oblivion. So there, there are only so many digital assets out there and you cannot have a centralized solution. So the blockchain is important. Bitcoin is important, but a, a huge piece of that technology that goes on, uh, you know, where, where people don't talk about it, unrealized, is the notion that the decentralization and the miners working outside of Amazon and all the centralized solutions we have to do today, that is truly one of the big technological advances of blockchain is the decentralization. So that's what we're talking about. That's what we're growing and we're moving money on the Lightning Network and really starting to take over e-commerce in that native digital space. It's an exciting time. Yeah, it is an exciting time and it's an impactful time. I mean, there is this new economy being built. You mentioned the PayPal debacle and that's something we covered pretty aggressively here at Just the News. Obviously, they withdrew the policy, but the original idea is you say something we don't like, we call it disinformation. We could just reach into your account and grab $2,500 of your money in cryptocurrency. That couldn't happen, right? Yeah, if we're, if we're all children and need, need school keepers to tell us what to do, I think that's a great solution. <laughs> yes. In your world, it really is just the point-to-point transaction really protects third parties from coming in and meddling with your currency, right? That, and we have the same... Uh, functionality as a bank would or PayPal, except you hold the assets. They're not in a centralized account that I monitor. That's a crucial difference is that this is more of a people's solution versus a banker's solution. And so that's where we're getting the traction. Uh, I'm a really great, trustworthy guy. Trust me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But that's not enough to do business with people these days. You have to know those systems aren't susceptible to their whims and uh, corporate greed and political whatever, who knows what comes next in politics, right? So you, you have to protect yourself and not necessarily trust a platform, but trust yourself and begin to custody. Just like you referenced saving for Christmas, there was a day where families had savings. And if If you needed to buy a car or something bad happened, you went to grandma and got a loan from the family gold trust and kind of managed it in-house versus going out and being at the realm of the banking horrors and everything is debt, debt, debt. So that's the world that I see that has merit. And as your fiat diminishes right underneath your feet, what do they say? $100,000 of purchasing power from 2015 is already only $70,000 of purchasing power. That, that's the wrong way. Yeah. No. So we're, we're trying digital assets grow over time, and we want to take that power back from, from the centralized thievery and trickery that we're dealing in today. Third party and middlemen, they're out, right? It's point to point. And uh, yeah. that's yeah. such an empowering thing. And you see why so many young people get it. So let me ask you this. If someone's listening and they're saying, hey, I'm intrigued. This is really interesting. Is there a boot camp? Can Get Hedge get someone trained pretty quickly to get into this new way of thinking? Because it is a, you have to literally flip your mind a little bit to understand how crypto really works. 
there's some history. There's there are a lot of great places to start. I can look at uh, some. I'm doing an electronic transaction association meeting right after this call. There's a lot of educational pieces. I can send you some links. Yeah. Uh, you can reach out to me directly. I'm at on social media at Satoshi South, all one word. And uh, you know, we we're really just wanting to get people focused and started down the trail because all of the bread nuggets, all the crumbs are out there. Uh, we're not trying to sell you Bitcoin because we're big Bitcoin holders. We're not trying to trick you into doing this or that. Like all the information's out there of what's happening. And it, you just got to gotta go look at it. And there's too, there are too many facts and too many things that you know are to be true that you will discover among this journey. And it, it begins to change the way you think. And I, my goodness, am I lucky I found it. Yeah, so many people who get involved say the exact same thing to me. It really is a liberating and exciting way to further your investing, your businesses. Like you said, Get Hedge can set up literally a PayPal-like system to take transactions. If you're a business, that's a pretty cool development in the space, really unique. Paul, for anyone who wants to get information on what you're doing at Get Hedge, what's the best way to do it? You know, just check out gethedge.com or .io, and you can reach out to me at Satoshi South. Get Hedge is spelled just like G-E-T-H-E-D-G-E, -E -E, get and hedge. And uh, that's where you start. Paul, great to have you on the show. We're going to need to get you back on as we learn more and more and see this incredible new financial system continue to build and grow and be nurtured. So thanks for your time today. Let's get you back on real soon. Hey, thank you so much and have a great time. You as well. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Thanks for joining us. It's always an honor to have you alongside of us on this great show. We're going to try to do something fun in the next couple of weeks. We're going to do an open town hall soon where you can send questions to me at my social media, and then we will try to pick a bunch of them. We'll shout your name out, and we'll ask and answer your question. We'll get you more details on that next week. All right, until then... Let's take a quick five-second break and just enjoy America today. It's the weekend. Let's go out, have some fun, enjoy the fall, go to your kid's soccer game or football game, have a glass of wine on the back deck, and just appreciate this great country for what it is. We still are the freest, most innovative country in the world. Yeah, we got some problems now. Maybe the election will cure some of them, but 
in this beautiful fall weekend, we still have so much to celebrate and thank God for. And that's what I'm going to be doing this weekend. But I'm also going to tune in on Saturday and Sunday. You know why? Because John Solomon Reports podcast has got some extraordinary guests coming up this weekend. We're not messing around. We're going to fill your weekend up with some great news guests, some big names all around the industry. Let me give you the lineup for Saturday. Bill O'Reilly. Yes, that Bill O'Reilly. One of the most important journalists and authors in America. He's going to be joining us along with Seb Gorka, who has one of the largest radio shows in America right now. Two big voices, thought leaders in America, back to back tomorrow. And then we're also going to throw in Bernie Carrick, the former NYPD commissioner. He has been saying for months, and I think increasingly the polls are showing he had this right, crime is going to be one of the tectonic plates that shift this year's election. Then on Sunday, we've got a great show as well. James Comer, the Republican likely to be chairman of the House Oversight Committee if Republicans win control of Congress, he lays out his agenda, including a big focus on an issue that we've been breaking a lot of stories on at Just the News, censorship, federally sanctioned censorship, Homeland, State Department. A lot of people have been pushing censorship behind the scenes. We had no visibility to it for a long time until the great stories that Greg Piper and I have broken here. Comer's going to give us that agenda. We got some other big name folks coming on. Kevin Brock's going to help us walk through the first week of the Danchenko trial and all of the extraordinary things we've learned there. Big story I had this morning about the FBI being on trial. Check that out on Just the News. Ali Safavi, one of the leaders of the Iranian resistance group known as the MEK, he's going to give us an update on these growing protests that have a real potential to topple the mullahs in Iran. That would be an extraordinary moment in American history. We've got John Rich, the country artist on Sunday. He's one of my favorites. He has been a incredible voice in championing free speech, including bypassing the woke music industry and launching one of his most recent songs, Progress, which mocks the progressives and liberals in America. He has been a driving force of change in the music industry and in the free speech world. He's going to be joining us as well. That's a big deal. And also, we had an exclusive interview this week on Just the News No Noise with Amanda Head and I with the Republican governor nominee in Pennsylvania, Doug Mastriano. A lot to talk about, including crime and other extraordinary things going on. We're going to have a great story and interview with him on the show on Sunday. So Saturday, Bill O'Reilly, Seb Gorka, and Bernie Carrick. That's quite a lineup. And then Sunday, we're going to top that with James Comer right out of the box. Kevin Brock, the great FBI intelligence chief, and one of the few guys been honest about the FBI's flaws. We have Doug Mastriano, the Republican candidate for governor in Pennsylvania. And then Ali Safavi, one of the leaders of the Iranian resistance movement. And then country star John Rich will finish it off for us on the weekend. You're going to hear about a great party they had, a celebration of Truth Social, Rumble, Free Speech, and that song Progress that went to number one for two weeks without using any of the apparatus of the woke music industry. That's all this weekend. I hope you enjoy it and have a great weekend with your family. We'll be back on Monday with regular programming. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from, you know where it's from, Just the News. By the way, if you need a news fix over the weekend, go there 24-7. We got you covered. All right, folks, have a great weekend. We'll be back Monday. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. 
higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.